Welcome to the Metalist, where we discuss our top five personal favorites. Yeah. Is that what you want to call it? We can all things metal, all things distorted guitars. If you dig it, you can find us on Apple, Spotify, Google Play, SoundCloud. Don't forget, rate and review, like and subscribe, give us a follow, maybe give us a share. Now, you know what time it is? What time is it? I'm ready for some fucking God Hammered. And now your hosts, David Dilo Lopez and Jason Smith. This is the Metalist. What you said? Is this dude there? There, Eddie? Is he on every album? Yeah. Okay, that's what I thought. They have a mascot. Yeah. Oh, he's not on one. Okay. Hector. Is that his name? Pretty right. sure. Grand. They even have a song about him. They have Gates of Dalhalla, not Valhalla. That's interesting. This some fucking southern fucking redneck fucking <laughs> I'm gonna go to Dale Halla <laughs> uh, d- <laughs> <sighs> all right <laughs> sound super excited calm down hello friends thanks again for joining us as always it's the metalist podcast with Dave <laughs> I'm Jason. Yes, he is. And today we, uh, when Jason hit me up earlier this week, he's like, "What do you want to do?" And I was like, "How about we try something a little challenging?" I said something mellow. Yeah. And I was thinking something like Foo Fighters or fucking Pearl Jam or something, but you came up with this idea. Yeah, yeah. So I decided, hey man, let's go way out of our comfort zone. What if we did something power metally? So we bandied back and forth a couple names. Um, we were intimidated by some of the sheer, you know, volume of output from some of these bands. Dude, we had like four days yeah. and Firewind has like, or sorry, Primal Fear has like 12 fucking albums. Yep. And I like a lot of their stuff. So I was like, ah, I might need a, a week or more with that one. So Do it justice. So I picked a fucking band that has 10 goddamn albums. <laughs> oh, man. Ladies and gentlemen, today we are talking about, from Gothenburg, Sweden, yes, your ears perk up there, but today we are talking about Hammerfall. Ouch. Now, I'd be curious about the statistics on which of you guys just went what and which of you got excited. Here's the thing that we, we, we both came to the realization of. We don't think we know anybody, at least that we know of, that is a fan of Hammerfall. And as far as I know... Which means we don't know anybody, because Hammerfall yeah. is pretty fucking popular, yeah, man. absolutely. They always have been. I've known about this band for a long fucking time. Mm-hmm. Never really listened to it, though. I mean, in fact, I have an MP3 disc somewhere that has, like, fuck. I mean, I think I have, like, what is it? One, two, three, four, five, six, probably six to seven of their albums. Oh, shit. Just looking at dates. Wow. Well, yeah, because I mean, I 
I was, you know, basically like, you know, in the height of file sharing. I mean, I was basically collecting music. Right. I mean, I've got a lot of bands that I've just never really listened to much. <laughs> you know, I might have listened to a song here or there or like parts of a song just to make sure that the MP3s weren't shitty, but I've never really listened to to Hammerfall. I've I'm just gonna say right now, man, I'm not the biggest power metal fan, but All right. I do like quite a few power metal bands. So this episode might be the meanest I get. <laughs> you know. No, no, no. no offense to yeah. Hammerfall. I don't know why you would care what some fucking jackass who lifts weights and lives in San Diego thinks of you. And I mean, as far as I mean, any Hammerfall fans or any band actually that we don't like on the show, like, you know, hey, man, like, it's okay to like a band. We're not going to, I'm not going to fucking call anybody out for liking a fucking band, you know, that I, that I don't like. I mean, I'm not going to say that. It's like, we like what we fucking, I listen to a lot of fucked up shit too, man. Like not saying you're listening to fucked up shit, but I like a lot of stuff that a lot of people don't like too. So and I don't like a lot of stuff that a lot of people do like. And it's like, all right, cool, man. So, I mean, if you're a Hammerfall fan and you are listening to this and it's like, you don't like what I'm saying, it's like, all right, man, I get it. But I don't like this fucking band. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't fucking like it. It just, I'll just get it out of the way right now, man. It's cheesy as fuck. <laughs> it's fucking cheesy. It's fucking as average as you can get. Like that's the thing that stood out to me the most because usually with some of these power metal bands, there's at least a little a flair, right? There's a yeah. little something to it. This band, like usually the guitar player, like that's the big thing. Is like for me, like because power metal is like okay, you know, it's basically traditional you know, power metal slash traditional metal. Yeah, well, there's so, a, there's the idea, right? Is that heavy metal traditional heavy metal stops at a certain point, and then power metal takes the cheesiest elements and then kind of keeps going. Even not even the cheesiest elements, just the old elements, right? You yeah. know what I mean? Like by all. By all rights, I mean, fuck, I listen to the New Judas Priest album all the time. It's a fucking power metal album. Yeah, it's pretty damn cool. Most of, most of power metal think, uh, you know, Painkiller meets like yeah. We Rock by Dio. And that's like yeah. every fucking song. Well, so that you was the I mean? whole thing. But there's when always I, a flair. There's always like yeah. a kick ass guitar player, like Gus G with Firewind. Mm-hmm. Or there's always like some fucking like ridiculous fucking. Uh, keyboard stuff like yeah, Sonata yeah, Artica yeah. or Stradivarius and stuff like that. Right. Or there's always like, you know, like the singer's incredible, like Tim Ripper Owens or fucking even John Schaefer, like from mm-hmm. fucking Iced Earth. And, and you know, yeah, a lot of it does tend to get dramatic. Yeah. But all right, fine. That's that old fucking style. Again, listen to Judas Priest, listen to fucking shit like Touch of Evil and stuff like that. Now, Rob Halford does have a harder edge to his fucking vocals right. than, say, even Bruce Dickinson does. Yeah, no, for sure. So you have both sides of, of power metal like that. I mean, obviously, I mean, like we just talked about it before hit and record, but Primal Fear, you know, Ralph Sheeper, Sheepers has more of like a harder edge to it. But there's stuff like fucking Ed Guy and fucking, you know, even fucking John Schaefer. I mean, he's pretty much just a he's more of a dickinson type mm-hmm. you know l- less rasp more like just ultra clean vocals and stuff but there's always this thing and this band doesn't have that thing the fucking yeah. solos aren't anything to write home about i mean they're standard shred solos they're good mm-hmm. they're you know, competent the dr- yeah sure competent that's a better word the, the drumming <laughs> competent too i yeah. mean it's you know, yeah, it's a lot of double bass. Like when I listened to this band, like a lot of the fucking songs, what I heard was, um, I heard a lot of like we rock type Dio songs. They're faster, mm-hmm. but they're 
not incredibly fast. Yeah. Yeah. They're driving style. You know, they mm-hmm. every everything's moving. But they don't even have like a ton. I mean, there is stuff in there. And I mean, um, but they don't have like a ton of like like overly harmonized guitars. Right. It's you know, the production's pretty solid. I'll give them that. I mean, from day one, the production I thought was, you know, pretty fucking good. But I mean, they're working a lot with Fred, yeah, with that's Fred the Nordstrom. Thing so that stuck out to me. So it's just an incredibly average band to me. Mm-hmm. But maybe that's why so many people like it. Exactly. Is because it really is almost dumbed down, you yeah. know, for the masses. They don't get too fucking crazy. The singer is competent, but he doesn't get super fucking high. Mm-hmm. He doesn't ever go go that low. It's um, he's right in the middle. He does, yeah, dude, he, <laughs> he doesn't really get is. like the fucking like the John Schaefer overly dramatic. Like I feel like I'm trying to make myself cry. Mm-hmm. Like he doesn't necessarily get like that, but he does go there. Like another thing, dude, they chant a lot. I mean, it's almost yeah. every fucking chorus, dude. Yeah. Like it's some chanted fucking thing, and it it almost reminds me of like. Those fucking songs they sing at the start of The Hobbit. Like when all the fucking dwarves show up and they're singing that fucking song. Dude, it reminds me of shit like that. Like Blind Guardian has all the stuff that's based around. Sure. And, you know, and that's, I mean, to me, it's just like, and you know, Blind Guardian's another one. I mean, they've got a whole fucking shtick to it. Is it working? Yeah, sorry. I just got a weird text. They got this whole shtick to Mm. it where they, you know, have this, you know, they got kind of like folkyisms too. And it's like, you know, I mean, all those other bands, I mean, eventually we'll get to them because I plan on doing this for a while. And I mean, at some point you'd kind of just run out of bands or we have to go back and do bands again. There's a lot of fucking bands. We'll be fine. But... Discourage Mexico and yeah, U.S. Yeah. I mean, but at some point, I mean, we'll probably have to dip more into fucking power metal. And I totally mm-hmm. plan to. I don't want to fucking like leave all the power metal fans out. Yeah, I, no. It's all things fucking metal. And I, I fuck. Yeah. Like, but I also want to be honest with people, man. I can't fucking stand this band. Like, it, it's just and not OK. It's not that I can't stand it. That's that's a little that's a little bit fucking harsher. I didn't particularly like listening to it for the time that we had. Mm hmm. And I probably won't. I'll, I don't hate the band. I just don't like the band. Like, yeah. and again, it's just incredibly boring to me. Like all the fucking songs. Spoiler on my top five. I don't even know because like <laughs> they all sound the fucking same, dude. They really do. Every well, fucking song sounds the same. So they it's, do different types of songs, but all those different types of songs sound the same. You got the uh, the epic, for lack of better definition, because that could be described, you know, used to be described a lot sure. of their stuff. But, you know, you got the kind of pacey, kind of faster stuff. Sometimes they groove it a little. And then it seemed like, at least for a while, they closed with a lot of ballads, or they had ballads well, yeah, they, in abundance. And they got the power ballads. But that's another thing that's fucking average, dude. The fucking artwork on the album. It's it's like a fucking not Boris Vallejo type guy. Like yeah. it's well, you know who it is. I found out it's the guy that eventually they got the guy who does the artwork for all the Warcraft games. Oh yeah, see that's what it reminds me of. It's it's a little too cartoony to be mm-hmm. serious, but it's a little too serious to be fucking tongue in cheek. Like yeah, you know. And I mean they've got their <laughs> mascot Hector, I think is his name or some fucking shit. Like <laughs> yeah, because they have a song called like Hector's Hammer or some shit like that. And like there's a lot of Hammer but, songs. Go figure. Oh fuck, dude! Like it's unreal. And I mean when I mentioned Hammerfall, the first thing that went in my head was Hammerfell from the game Skyrim, like okay. uh, basically Elder Scrolls. I wonder in, if that in was the on world. Purpose. Oh, I don't know if I, I mean these guys were like 1997 was their first album. Yeah, but so, I'm just I mean thinking, I don't think like 
Oh, as far as like the game, maybe. yeah, because the, the Bethesda dudes, there's a lot of like in f- stuff with Fear Factory references in uh, Fallout and stuff. So there's metal dudes in Bethesda, clearly. Yeah, true. I mean, it's my problem, I guess, is that it doesn't suck, but it's not good either. Yeah, it's like, just it's just stagnantly average. Yeah, this boring fucking. Yeah, stagnant fucking old fucking metal. And I mean, yeah, I'm older, so I mean, I grew up when... Like, if this band would have been around in, like, 1986, I probably would have loved it. Yeah. You know, but they're not as interesting as Iron Maiden. They're not as hard as, like, fucking and interesting as Judas Priest. Mm -hmm. Like, they're just... Perfectly uh, bland. Yeah, dude, the artwork is fucking bland. Mm. The fucking intros, like the keyboard intros and all the sound effects on their intros are all just super fucking average. Just yeah. they, it sounds like stock shit from a video game that you you know, all that shit you don't notice from a video game. Yeah. You know, or you don't care about because it's background stuff, like this is what their intros are. Like it's just I don't know, man. Like I had a really fucking hard time with this. And I mean, I honestly don't even know how much I'll be able to even talk about these fucking songs, man. Cause mm-hmm. like, you know, this might be the fucking shortest episode either ever, yeah. you know? Cause it's just like, Jesus Christ, dude. Like it's hard to talk about, you know, something that's so, well, here's where I come from. It, it's an acquired taste, just like anything's an acquired taste. But like at the end of the day, and again, this might be where we're from, where, you know, what culture is like in, in San Diego, I'm sitting there going, who is this for? Because we we don't know anybody like that, you know? Well, super cliche, too. I mean, it's all the fucking metal cliches. It's metal for metal's sake. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, and that's who it's for. It's yeah. it's for the, you know, to me, those people that use metal as like a verb. Yeah. You know, to me, it's like not saying they would all like it, but that's what it reminds me of is like music for that style. So here's where I'm coming from, dude. Like, like. We're just giving, you know, because me and this guy are very, very death metal guys, right? And that's a, you know, that's an acquired taste too. And I, and maybe just because we've been around that so long, I can understand why somebody might like that. If you're somebody that's really into Hammerfall or any of the bands like that, please like hit us up and give us an explanation. Maybe something we're not getting. Maybe it is a cultural thing. I thought power might or power metal might be big in the UK. They say that's even too much for them too. Apparently, it's a uniquely um, mainland European thing, and some parts of Japan and parts of. Um, South America, I guess, Brazil in particular. That's where that dude from... um, Well, if you want to hear the vocals, you want to hear the lyrics, you like all the fucking Dungeons and Dragons and fucking metal, you know, bang your head lyrics, you know, because like Manowar has a lot of that. Oh, yeah. And they're from England, you know, and they're very... I thought they were from like New York or something. I thought one of them was at least... Oh, maybe. Maybe they are. I don't know. We'll we'll get to that. that, There's another one I kind of like. You know, Man of War. I mean, I'm into fucking like the fantasy stuff and like, well, yeah, dude, we're nerds. That's you the know, thing. Like, yeah, like, this is such a di- specific kind of nerd. You know what I mean? Like, like I don't like. It's the super you know? cliche shit. Like, yeah. it, that's what it is. And it's like these guys were singing about um, Game of Thrones before Game of Thrones was like a huge cultural yeah, phenomenon. Yeah, they have a like, song called "Take Wait. the Black." Yeah, there's like a whole album worth of stuff. Yeah, on there. it's basically it's like waving the flag. Yeah, like they they like a lot of that stuff and. But, you know, they don't want to get too extreme with it. I was going to say, because you bring up <laughs> you Man of War. I mean? Man of War has a very testosterone, oh, wearing yeah, loincloth thing. This is not that either. You know what I mean? And it's they have very, an incredible fucking drummer, an incredible bass player. You know, uh, but that guitar player can get good. Yeah. Good so, I mean, they're another one that talks a lot about metal. Yeah. You know, what metal is, and we are metal, and this and that. Like, And they're another one that does that. And it's, it's, it's doing all of that without 
being extreme about it. There's nothing overly heavy, but it's still heavier than like Foo Fighters or Grunge or something like that. Like or like Hammerfall. You know, I'm, no, I mean a Hammerfall is heavier. Oh, sorry, than, I thought like, we were talking know, about yeah, Man of War. It's yeah. basically like, well, Man of War is definitely fucking one of the heavier. You ones. You know what though? There's moments of Foo Fighters where he gets more aggro than anything on Hammerfall, where he's like, oh yeah, for sure. I mean, it's not as def, you know, definition metal. You know, Foo no, Fighters absolutely. is not definition no, metal. Yeah. Where this is, and it's just like, like no, don't absolutely. get me wrong, I do not have any fucking questions about why people like this band no yeah i could see this band being very appealing in fact my fucking girlfriend screenshotted me she doesn't listen to metal she doesn't like metal she actually hates heavy metal but she screenshots me that she's listening to fucking hammerfall at work and she's like i'm rocking out today you know and i was just like holy shit like this you know we found a metal band that she fucking likes and mm -hmm. of course it would be this one you know what I mean? Like, so maybe that's the thing is we talk about, I talk about entry level bands a lot. You think this could be an entry? Level oh, band? this could be a massively entry level band. I mean, you got to think any kid that's fucking like below the age of 10, mm -hmm. you know, they're not allowed to listen. You know, they, they might not be allowed to, or be a, you know, see them as appealing, but you know, they, they're not going to be listening to fucking cannibal corpse. I mean, some right. kids might, but most kids won't. I got into cannibal at eight because of Ace Ventura. You know, I mean, <laughs> they're, they're just, they, you know, that's too extreme that you, you, you can't hear the fucking lyrics. Like, it's just a little bit much. And, you know, just go down the fucking line. But this, I could see kids listening to this and looking at the artwork. I think yeah. it's kind of cool. Fucking There's nothing right, controversial. You know? There's nothing offensive. Yeah. Nothing really thought-provoking. Yeah. It's just better or worse. kind of fucking there. And, and I could see a lot of people just getting into metal. Or, or even, like, my girlfriend. Like, they don't like metal. I can see them listening to this and going, all right, this is, you know, this is cool. This isn't too bad because it's very tame. Yeah. It's, it's the vanilla of metal. It's super safe. <laughs> I guess. You know, what's funny too. We're talking about Foo Fighters and stuff on paper, maybe years ago, this could be something on the radio, like one of the shorter, catchier songs in the way that it is safe. And it's, you know, there's no screaming and there's, you know, some songs, there's not a lot of double, uh, double bass, but it is all those aesthetic things we're talking about that would prevent it from being so. It's so, that's that thing is that whole wave of bands. I mean, certain parts of metal are very insular, and this is one of them to me. That whole thing is very insular to itself. You know, it's very, if it's not long hair and leather jackets, like you were saying, you know, it's not happening. Yeah. Obviously, we said they're from Sweden. It Gothenburg, started, you know, yeah. that band Ceremonials, which mm -hmm. we will get to. We'll have to get in. Are they still around? Again, when we remember. talk about In Flames, because that was kind of one of the bands that just kind of was there at the beginning that kind of spawned this band. So there was like, I mean, at least before they started actually recording stuff. I mean, there's like two or three members from In Flames, but those guys had a lot of different bands. And 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 one of the guys was in this band for a long time. I think it was the drummer. Yeah, was I it the Jesper drummer? who. Played, oh, Jesper, yeah. Yeah, he, he was... And I'm trying to figure out if he, he played... He was in both bands for a while. Yeah, he was in Ceremonial Oath and um, In Flames. I want to say Dimension Zero, too. Yeah. He got around a lot. He's in Kyra, Chira, however you say it now. And he was in In Flames forever, dude. He was the yeah, last so there's, member. Yeah, so there's that thing. There was a tie to um, the the singer from Dark Tranquility. Yeah. One of the guitarists Before was they Dark got the singer for this band. Now, I will say this, man. These guys have some longevity, man. They've been yeah. doing it for a long time, and they don't switch members a whole hell of a lot. No. 
there hasn't been a sh- this isn't like black dahlia murder this isn't like a bunch of death metal hardcore bands where you're constantly fucking changing people i mean these guys have been able to and a lot of that probably because they're successful as fuck yeah <clears throat> you know they're always playing uh Vakken, yeah. like all the big european festivals that yeah the cruise you know and like i mean I, here's another thing those fucking chanty fucking choruses dude i could see a whole entire wave of just That's, a crowd yeah. it's easy to memorize it's, it's an easy for. little melody line to fucking figure out and i mean i could totally see an entire sea of people fucking with their fists in the air chanting these fucking choruses yeah you know because that's probably what rounded my top five the most was the choruses well and not just that but but basically like what like there's one like two of the songs that i have i picked just because to me like it is like the clichés of cliche what is power metal Mm -hmm. it is this song right you can't deny that like as much as i don't like the fucking band man i appreciate when a band's doing something fucking big you know, and doing it big and they do it pretty fucking big, dude. And no, they've been absolutely. doing it for a long time, yeah. you know? So it's like fucking a, like right on, I, by any means I hammer fall, not like you would quit because of me, but fuck, keep doing what you're fucking doing. Don't, yeah, most, most don't change now because like, you know, you'd be doing yourselves and your fans a, a fucking disservice absolutely. to me. Like, I mean, I'll say this, there needs to be metal like this. No, absolutely. You know it what I mean? Like I, when I th- think of heavy metal, even the stuff I don't like, there needs to be a band like Mastodon. There needs to be a band like Avenged Sevenfold that gets on the radio. There needs to be all different types of metal. Mm, you know what I mean? Because there's so many different types of people that metal needs to be there for everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, because it was there for me when I needed it. Yeah. And it's always there for me when I need it. And I want that for everybody. Having said that, <clears throat> I'm going to fucking run through a couple of song names that I'm just like, <laughs> yes. Could easily Please. be on yours is ours is is that what it is from fucking yeah, from Josta, Josta show yeah. they have a song called child of the damned yep they also have a song called unchained which you know the van halen fucking tune or whatever that's what i thought i was like is this, is this a cover because they have a cover album yeah in fact i listened to a few of those too i mean they're not that's one i skipped just uh, because we were running low on time and i you know there's the remember tomorrow then they, they have a song called remember yesterday that's what yeah i was like <laughs> wait is <laughs> i got a little sidetracked there when i saw that oh man like uh oh my god where's there's one album that has like a fucking bunch okay so the hector thing mm-hmm. hector's him nice but they have a revolution with the fucking r that's lowercase in the fucking parentheses and then evolution with the big e and i believe skin lab had okay. something like that yeah we won't back down mm-hmm. instead of i won't back down but you know winter is coming which that's you know fucking whatever i almost said lord of the rings it's, yeah um, they have a song called wildfire like the old fucking 70s fucking tune like I'm, I was looking at some of these fucking song names. I'm like, are these covers? Like, so yeah, I had to no, listen that's to why them. I got like, confused. Yeah. You know, um, instead of writers on the storm, they have writers of the storm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. dude, that's <laughs> that should totally. Like, we should fucking email Joss to this yeah, here, shit. I mean, it's list. unbelievable, <laughs> dude. Like, like what in the fuck? Love it. Oh, oh wow. It, I mean, that's just a fucking. Fe- I mean, there's there's a fucking. You know, they have a song called Hammerfall and then they have like like their band name mm-hmm. and then they have another song called Let the Hammer Fall. Yes, yeah. <laughs> you know, like now you're ripping yourself off. Mm-hmm. They got a, mi- a lot of mileage out of hammers. Oh, dude, and they have fucking Hearts on Fire, like the fucking Rocky song. Yeah, so, oh, I didn't even think of that. Because that's the <laughs> Is big it Rocky? One. I think, yeah, I think like it's that. Rocky. And when the training montage or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. So 
Hearts on. Okay, so oh, hallowed be my name. Yeah, dude. Yeah. What the fuck, yeah. man? It's even uh, more flagrant now that you're reading them out loud and back to back, and I'm not. Like, it's ridiculous, dude. I mean, okay, I do got to give them props for one thing. They covered my Sharona. Yes, yes and I do. love that fucking song. Mm-hmm. I've always loved that fucking song. It's not on the cover album either, right? It's on one of the. Uh, it's on one of the albums, but then it's on the cover album too. Okay. Well, but yeah, like uh, it's, I don't know, dude, <laughs> dude, the fucking writers of the storm mm-hmm. just, I, I mean, I saw that and I was just like, what the fuck? Like, should I be throwing the flag? Like, you can't do that, yeah. <laughs> but they did and yep. they probably don't give a flying fuck, nope. dude, nope. you know, like whatever. So, <laughs> so here's the other thing I'm wondering now, that. as we're talking about this. I wonder, I, I should have, you know, I questioned whether or not to figure out looking up the video element of this whole thing. So maybe there's something I'm missing, but like a band like this, how crazy do they get with the stage show? Do you think? Oh man, you know, I didn't look any of that up either. You know what? I've, you know, got, look it up real you know, quick, man. Cause like, I'm kind of curious, like, do they get a Monomarth level? Like, so here's the thing, man. Obviously I they, hope they play. Do. Yeah. They play. Actually, you know what I want to see? I want to see like, if I was going to go to a Hammerfall concert, right? Like, say I was going to take my girlfriend go see Hammerfall for some weird reason, which it could happen. They're playing Brick. Serious? Yep. Wow. So that's what I was going to say. Here they play a, a place like Brick. It's 400 to 500 yeah. capacity. Europe, oh, yeah. thousands like upon thousand thousands and pounds. No, thousands. I would like, I mean, we're talking like open air fest, and I want to see fucking two huge fucking hammers on either side of the fucking stage, and like some type of flame shit in the background. Mm-hmm. And then at some point, they have to have actual guys in knight's armor standing on stage a la monomarth when they have like their fucking viking warrior guys that just stand there the whole show yeah also how do i get that job <laughs> and how much do they pay i'll stand there and watch a monomarth every night like all i gotta do is dress up in some viking shit that'd be kind of cool hmm okay Can you so- imagine like they you know just like oh you know all right honey i'm gonna go to work i'm gonna go on tour with a monomarth you know, and all I got to do is get up in this fucking outfit and stand on this fucking stage. Hey, Monomart's got to be way bigger than than Hammerfall, right? They they have more universal know, appeal. Well, I mean, dude, yeah, okay. maybe. <laughs> I, I, in America, absolutely. Oh, in America for sure. But but I don't know in in their native Europe. That's a good question. Okay, so it's nothing exciting. Big ass backdrop and some some you know. Stage. Wow. And maybe this is just for that one show. I don't know. Yeah, because even that's average. They're not going to have that at Brick. You know what I mean? No. They got to scale that down. It's If you've seen Anthrax recently, it's that. It's it's them, a big-ass backdrop, and some uh, s- you know stage <coughs> stairs over the um, cabs. I don't know. It looked fun for what it was. I just... With this kind of music, I thought you know it'd be a little more excessive. I don't know, a little more bombastic. I'm curious, but they don't the... do anything bombastic. I don't know why we thought that. Yeah, that's that is that we should have just been like, oh yeah, I'm sure their fucking stage throws average too. Yeah, but hey, like I said, they're doing just fucking fine. Yeah, you know, you know and I think it's fucking cool that they are. Yep. So we talked about the Gothenburg connection. Frederick Nordstrom does their first two albums i believe it is and then he comes back for the second to last one so you can i that's what i was thinking the whole time i I was even like is this frederick nordstrom and i look it up sure it was because you know the swedish connection and because some of those dudes weren't in flames and now that i'm thinking about it i realize a lot of the stuff on my list of songs i like it was because 
a lot of it's from the first two albums. A lot of the writing credits are from Jesper from In Flames, and uh, that makes a lot of sense to me now. Because, like, in realization, how far off is this from, from In Flames, really? You know what I mean? Some of this stuff. A lot of it is at least old In Flames. Not that far off. The only difference is, like... like lyrically? I don't know about lyrically. I wasn't paying it. Well, I mean, lyrically, that's a whole different thing. This is like, to me, this is light years away. Yeah, but like the vocal style, and there's like an aesthetic that kind of contrasts the two, but you can kind of hear where they're both coming from. Speaking of, did you hear that new in flames? The new? The new, new one? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's pretty sick, dude. It's good. It's good. It's interesting. I have very... I hope they have more stuff like that. Like, if they have more stuff like that, I'll actually probably listen to it. Yeah, there's there's four singles out, and each one I have varying reactions on. Yeah. I've only heard two. The second one I wasn't that big on, but it's not bad. It's just not, you know... I like the the other ones better. I like that third one a lot. All right, so I'm just going to do my honorable mentions. Shoot. Aside from literally everything that they do, because it all sounds the same. Yeah. I want out. By Halloween. I always liked that fucking song from Halloween. And it's it's a good cover. They're definitely fucking competent to play the fucking song. They also do Man on the Silver Mountain. It's a oh, really? fast version of it, which kind of oh. sucks. Because I like the slower... Like, I like that little, like, strut tempo to it. Yeah, I can't imagine. But, that. I mean, shout out to one of my favorite fucking hockey podcasts, Puck Off. Uh, they have awards at the end of their show for the week in hockey it's two comedians before each one of their awards they have like a song and their ronnie james deal award which is for basically like anybody who has like a like a hat trick or more like you know that basically it's like the guy it's kind of like a player of the week right so it's the ronnie james deal award and the song is man on the silver mountain so it's kind of like who's the man on the silver mountain this week Hmm, you know oh well so and so had a hat trick it's fucking great. I love it. And they also do... Um, oh, so here's another one. Run with the Devil. Okay. That isn't Running with the Devil. I was like, wait a sec. But they do a nice cover of Breaking the Law also. I they do that. a good cover of Detroit Rock City. Yeah. They also have a song called Crazy Nights, with I, which I thought for sure was a Kiss cover. Scorpions? No, no. that's something else. Who was it? Crazy Nights? Yeah. That's Kiss. But yeah. this isn't a Kiss cover. It's a song of theirs called Crazy Nights. Huh. I'm like, what the fuck, dude? Like, so I totally listened to it. And so now that I'm thinking about it, I didn't click this one. So I'm going to click it now. Hold on. Pause. Okay. So they actually do do a cover of Youth Gone Wild yeah, and they say. did make their own song called Youth Gone Wild. So that's what I mean. Like when you're looking at this stuff, man, it's like, mm-hmm. well, wait a minute. Is that a cover or is that their song? Because like, I mean, okay. If it's something like Detroit Rock City. Yeah. But I mean, if it's something like Youth Gone Wild, you know what I mean? Like. Because they do tend to change the name slightly if it's their song, like Child of the Damned. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I knew that wasn't a cover of Children of the Damned. Otherwise, they would have fucking put it in like that. But yeah, I mean, you know, some of the covers are really fucking, they're not really good, but they're metaled up, you know, like, that's fine. Basically, like, as far as the stuff that I actually liked, the stuff that I thought was better, the early stuff. That's where I'm at, too. Because that's the thing is that I thought about it. I was like looking up all the songwriting credits. The first two albums, it's all Jesper. Ah, okay. Not all Jesper, but he's on every song. With it's the a little bit, a little bit harder edge to it. I do think that also back in '97 and stuff like that was maybe some of the reason why this stuff is so cliche power metal now is because they've been at it for so long. Where like when they first got into it, like in '97 and first were getting it going, 
I mean, that's kind of when all power metal was kind of getting going. Yeah. I mean, obviously, it's traditional metal, so it's been around for a long time, but these guys weren't making music in the 80s. That's the thing. Is there, you know I what I mean? I was looking so, up the line where, where traditional metal and power metal kind of shoot off, and it looked like... Well, so first of all, there was a thing called power metal that was kind of the transition between traditional metal and thrash metal going on in, like, upstate or whatever. And I can't remember any of the bands, because this these were the bands opening for Metallica, and that was the thing was Metallica kind of showed them up, so that whole wave kind of for, got forgotten. But like the German bands, like the Blind Guardians and the Halloweens and all that is kind of where it becomes a thing. And then it kind of shoots off from but there. But even then, there wasn't a lot of them. No. Because no, like, no. I remember, I remember when Halloween came out, like, and I mean, it, you know, it got played on MTV and all this and that, like, and I mean, everybody was like, oh, they're like Iron Maiden, you know? And it was like, all right, cool. Gravedigger, dude. Remember oh, yeah. Band? I'm oh, looking yeah. them all up right now. <laughs> oh, yeah. Gravedigger. Yeah. Halloween, Running Wild, Rage. I forgot about so I Rage. I remember Grave Running Digger Wild. And, yeah. But that that's the thing. It was still kind of underground there. It wasn't a very big scene. But by 97, I mean, there was quite a few. There was getting to be some of like the, some of the big names that we know now, right? Yeah. You know, Sonata Artica, it's, mm-hmm. you know, Stradivarius, Gamma Ray is another big one, Firewind, you know, stuff like that. Like it was starting to get bigger. And it's like, it was almost like they were creating the fucking genre. So it, yeah. a lot of that stuff is a little more fucking creative. And then after a while... They just became influenced by themselves. Right. And then that's when the cliche comes in. Or, you know, maybe there is some level of, okay, we just need to keep the ball rolling. Yeah. You know, and that's fine, dude. Like, not everything has to be fucking cutting edge. That's one thing that annoys me about a lot of fucking bands is this idea of like, oh, well, we're cutting edge death metal or we're cutting edge thrash or we're cutting edge this and cutting edge that. It's like, dude, fuck you, man. Just do what you do. Yeah. And there's a lot of bands where I'm just like, you know what, man, just give me more of what you are. I don't want different you. I just want more. And these guys definitely aren't that. I mean, it's at some point they found what works for them, what their fucking fans like, and they just stick to that. And I think that's fucking great. So definitely the earlier stuff. Yeah. I mean, if, if, if I have to listen to Hammerfall, again it's it's definitely going to be the the early stuff although i mean i'll give one honorable mention dude um the fucking it's like the i think it's like their number one played song hearts, hearts on fire. fire dude yeah that was that the biggest, not terrible that was I the mean, most played video on uh headbangers ball when jamie was hosting i think it said really because it was requested so much that's a thing dude the guys that do love them love them oh yeah dude like that's that's yeah that's what i noticed too was like the fanaticism yeah is pretty high you know and they do have a lot like i've known for a long time that's one of the reasons why i picked hammerfall i was like fuck well primal fear is the one i like probably the most iced earth is probably one of the the best known absolutely but to me like i just thought you know like hammerfall just might be the biggest one though yeah you know what i mean like because because yeah. I mean, Iced Earth hasn't done anything for a while. Like they've they've had long, long breaks. Mm-hmm. You know, they've had quite a few of them. They've had a, you know some lineup changes and stuff. Yeah, there's a ton. And of so ones. they've had some ups and downs. Not a lot of people even know who the fuck Primal Fear is. I mean, maybe in Europe they're they're huge. That's the thing. Maybe all of these bands are fucking massive in Europe. Oh no, they but in the United are. States, man. I mean, they're not huge. Yeah, no, it makes sense. You absolutely. know what I mean? Like so. Different. Let me ask you this then. I'm thinking about this now. You remember when there was a huge boom? A little over a decade ago when Dragon Force was actually a big deal and yeah. they've been around for a while, but they really popped in two thousand six or seven. Yeah. And just I remember seeing Who else them, though? 
that's the thing is like the way they blew up and then how quickly they fade out. I remember seeing uh, when when Kill Switch when it was Dragon Force and Kill Switch. That makes no sense now, but it did back then. All these Bobby Hills. I don't know how else to describe it, but this army of Bobby Hill looking dudes in Dragon Force T-shirts. Bo, the whole place smelled like. Oh B-O, man, that, dude. dude, that people loved that band. Yeah, and I'm not but it was sure like this why. One specific kind of guy, and they were aggressive. They were going hard. They were moshing hard. They, where are those guys now? That that was the weird thing. Whereas Hammerfall, well, so what? So Dragon Force, that's the one that got busted. Like they were speeding up their guitar shit. That was is that the one? Yeah, that that's right? what I heard. I don't know if that came out true or not, but I heard that was the case. Yeah. So there was some Millie Vanilli action going on there because were, I know a lot of people that liked Millie Vanilli, and yeah. then all of a sudden when that scandal came out that they were lip syncing or whatever, everybody was all of a sudden like disowns them. Yeah. Maybe yeah. that's what happened to Dragon Force. Maybe. I, I, like, I they, think the joke just got played out. You know what I mean? It's like got to be like, because to me, they weren't a serious power metal band. Not they at all. were fucking. They played it up for sure. They were. To me, if I was a power metal fan, I would hate a band like Dragon Force. Yeah, they're the. I'm like, you guys are fucking fake fucks uh-huh. that just are making fun of my music. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? To fucking get a certain level of popularity. You know, or monetary gain. I don't know if they got any money. You know, I mean, they probably didn't make that much. But right. But also, I mean, to, it's, if you're speeding up your fucking shit in the studio, man, you will be exposed live. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe they just weren't that great live. I know they did Ozfest. They did. Uh, they also did. Um, damn, what's that other one? Uh, Mayhem. They did Mayhem in 2008, and now it's kind of when, like, after that, it was kind of on the decline. Because those first week numbers, you know, they were on Roadrunner for two records. That first Roadrunner record that was the biggest one with the Through the Fire and the Flames and all that did huge. And the next one after that did not. And I remember reading a headline in like Lamgoat or something. Oh, like that's the sound of <laughs> that's the sound of Dragon Force getting dropped by Roadrunner when those numbers came in. And now they're on Metal Blade and it's like, hey, they're still going. But just like Dragon Force, the, the going? yeah. They got a new singer. Hey, I actually won't lie either. That last one is pretty not bad. It's just that the the huge influx, you know, it's the um, the Guitar Hero crowd because that was the thing. Was that probably was a huge bump for him too? Was that song? On oh, Guitar that was Hero? massive. Yeah. If you had a song on fucking Guitar Hero, you're probably gonna be huge. Oh yeah. Because I mean that, and it's weird, man. Like I tried playing that game. Like it's a, it's harder than actually playing it a guitar. Absolutely. Like I had such a hard time fucking playing that game. But I know so many people that loved that game. It was fun, man. And, they, they, they and that just, was kind of the return of Shred too. Like Trivium yeah. was coming up on their they were bringing Shred back. Machine exactly. Head was bringing Shred back. Yep. They got Red Chord. They got At the Gates on Rock Band. Like like it was a thing for a hot minute. I had fun. I just got to be a little too much too quick. You know. I think that was the problem. That was the post fucking. So there was like the post new metal of like okay we're gonna bring solos back. But it was even post metalcore where it was like. Okay, these metalcore guys. I mean, they're bringing riffs back. Yeah, but they're not bringing solos back. But I mean, I mean like, not all of them. Not not, not kill switch. Not kill. Well, yeah, no, not kill switch. But because they were uh, playing more technical than Unearth what came before. was weedly weedly as fuck, and Shadows you know, Fall. and all that remains and Shadows Fall were almost like guitars. But they're right around that same time, right about that time. Yeah. That's when like Shred started to come back. Yeah, you know, because for a while, man, Shred was dead as fuck. Dude. Oh yeah, because like, I was in all the magazines at that point. And I was into like, in particular, the guitar magazines. Mm-hmm. And it was prior to that, it was all fucking, you know, corn and fucking Limp Biscuit. Yep. Fucking Rivers Cuomo and like fuck a solo and blah, blah, blah. And, and then all of a sudden, like, as Metalcore got more popular, I noticed that 
Devil Driver fucking comes out and they're starting to get a little more riffy and a little more fucking wheelie. Like Machine Head starts, you know, well, hey, we're bringing we'll, their, we're bringing well, it back. we'll fucking show you what we can do. And then yeah. it was Trivium was like going more and Trivium even went another another level where they started off in the metalcore metalcore side and then they mm-hmm. fucking went full on like 80s Metallica style, bringing that back a la fucking Dragon Force and like that band The Darkness. Yeah. You know, like that was coming back. So, I mean, it was really the rebirth of like shred guitar. You know where I think the big pinnacle, and I mean, like it had been coming back in small doses, but the pinnacle of like things getting to where they are now is the faceless when they first came out. And then just like shit took off, dude. Um, and now Matt from Trivium came out because he was at the time kind of looked as the pinnacle of, hey, we're bringing Shred back. And he's even like, dude, all those guys outdo me nine times out of the day. You know what I mean? Like, it got ridiculous. Oh, man. I, yeah, I just saw greatest Shred collab of all time. So did I. I watched that I too. I reposted it and like, I about died when I saw Matt Heafy at the end of it. I was like, fuck yeah. Dude, yeah, like, that's doing really the cool. four part thing yeah, with himself. Yeah, it was awesome. I, I really like his uh, seven string uh, Epiphone. Uh, signature thing i like that you know there's a second one too i gotta watch that um but that it's it's exactly what you were saying because when i was coming up corn was the big thing and solos were dead and xyz um meanwhile you had the swedish bands you know the in flames that they or soil work i guess in this case kind of bringing it back and then it reached america and then it you know kind of became what it is now and it's been prominent for a long time it seems like there's kids that weren't even around for the the new metal era when when all that wasn't a thing you know it's uh it's interesting to see how all that's kind of come about. And now Shred, you know, there's there's little circles where Shred is lowered and they all try to outdo each other and stuff. And it's fun to watch. I was happy learning power chords and I was and I was good from that point on. So, you know, just give me a, a an open string, three string fucking chord, I'm good. People that say that the Shred stuff is just wankery, they just you're wrong. Well, some of it can be, but the guys that actually make an effort and like do something with it, I really appreciate. Even, no, even if you're not, I mean, there's lots of p- fucking people that it's not like they're trying. You, you, here's the problem. The people that say that they're too into this idea that everything has to be a fucking song. Mm-hmm. Sometimes there's just things called movements where you're literally just showing your fuck. You're displaying your skill, right? It's not showing off. But if you're going to learn how to fucking do something and you don't display it, what's the fucking point of learning how to do it? True. Okay. It has to be displayed somehow. Now we have the avenue to do that with YouTube and SoundCloud and stuff. You don't have to be in a band to display your fucking skill. <laughs> Isn't that gnarly? That's awesome. But like there was bands like, you know, Impelitary, dude, where like it's, you know, Chris Impelitary is a fucking amazing guitar player. Mm-hmm. They didn't write the best songs. They weren't the, that great of a fucking band. A lot of people, you know, oh, he's just fucking wakes you know, Yngwie Malmsteen. Dude, Yngwie Malmsteen's a great fucking guitar player. He's a very tasteful guitar player. And, dude, Rising Force was a great band. They were a great fucking hair metal band. They just were from fucking Sweden. Mm-hmm. You know, they didn't get the push here. Like, back in the 80s, it was harder to get people in the United States to hear European shit. Yeah. That's the only reason, because the singer was fucking awesome. And I don't know why I'm not saving this for a fucking Rising Force episode, but... What does any of this have to do with Hammerfall? That is to a good quote question. my man Randy Deluxe <laughs> from Film Sack, Hammerfall sucks. 
Hey, Not that. that he said hammer falls. I was gonna say that. They just went there. There was a there was a movie that kind of fucking they were having a hard time talking about, and they got on this big tangent. Yeah. And to bring it back, he was like, "And what does this have to do with this movie? This movie sucks." And they all, you know, it was it was fucking it was a great moment in film sack history. Do you remember what? Shout uh, out another one of my favorite podcasts. Yeah. Do you remember what the film was by any chance? I'm not. I don't remember. I I, I fucking listened to so many of the episodes over. I can't remember which fucking one it was. But if I find out, I'll fucking share it with you. But. Nice. But yeah, like it's these guys aren't even like I mean like I said, they're not on the level of any of those fucking no, bands no, that we no. said. But they're yeah. they're definitely competent guitar players, and they're better than I was. I mean, I can't. I've played one solo in my fucking life. I didn't like it. Um, I still don't like it. Same. <laughs> and I wish. I mean, I watch some of those guys now, and probably just like these dudes in Hammerfall, they probably get on fucking YouTube and watch Jared Dines, and they're just like fuck. Yeah, right? I wish I could do that shit. <laughs> or they watch that kid from fuck Chris. Chris, I don't even know how to say his last name. It's like X S E N. The kid that plays for Ormsby Guitars, and he uh, also is in like Volvadinia. Okay, and I think he's like a jazz project. I mean, they probably watch that guy like I do and just go, "Holy fuck!" Yeah, like that shit's incredible. That was the thing about that world's largest collabo is like obviously I knew the guys that I did, but there was a lot that I did, and then I'm gonna go. See There's the a lot now. of usernames in there. Yeah, which I thought was really cool because now it's like you have a lot of these YouTube guys fuck man these guys are doing stuff i just can't even fucking believe it ultimate networking i dig that oh dude that's the kind of hammerfall (laughs) yeah sorry (laughs) they're 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 that boring i mean it it really there's that's the thing it's not even that they're that boring it's just i just don't have like that much to fucking talk about i think we've said everything i think we did pretty well given the circumstances yeah i mean it's there's just not much to talk about with this band i mean if you love them you love them and you know why and if you don't you know, you it's you'll know why pretty quick. Yeah. So, you know? um, you already gave an honorable mention, right? Or you gave a couple. You gave the cover or the covers yeah. as well. Every and everything. Yeah. Did you? Uh. Yeah. Did you have anything else you wanted to add? Because I got I got one honorable mention. No. So the thing I noticed is again I said the first couple albums produced by Frederick Nordstrom. They still had input from uh, Jesper, even though he was out of the band by that point. Um. That's the other thing too, man. Is Michael from Dark Tranquility and before that In Flames on vocals. I'd be curious to hear what that sounded like. I wanted to hear that. And there's, you know, they've had the same guy for, I wonder what this band would sound like. Even this just don't even change any of the music. I wonder what they would sound like with a more aggressive vocalist. Yeah. I wonder if it would be, if I would like it more. Yeah, because Michael does cleans in um in Dark Tranquility now. <laughs> so I'm just like... Which I'm not know. a big fan of. But Good on him. I don't know. I just, I wonder if that would... Because I don't think it's just the vocals for me. No, no. But do I think it would s- maybe sound a little more aggressive? Yeah, I mean, maybe even not, maybe even not a scream. Well, okay. I would like to see what it sounds like with a screamer. Yeah. To see if I would like that more. That's what I'm saying. That's but the even difference. if they had, I mean, even if something like, you know, even if like fucking Ralph Sheeper sang on this stuff, <laughs> I wonder if it would be able to save it. Mm-hmm. You know, with that fucking a little more aggressive, little big, more raspy voice. I don't know. I don't know because this isn't a clean vocal thing for me, man. This The music is pretty fucking bland also. Mm, it's a complete package. So... Uh, my honorable mention is Heating the Call, which is the first uh, track from their second album that I am looking up, Legacy of Kings. And uh, and I noticed those opening tracks, you know, were the ones oh, I was kind of more one that, attracted okay. to. Hold on. Yeah. 
Well, clearly I was listening to the wrong shit. Because <laughs> I really don't mind that. Yeah. I, I, didn't, I didn't listen a lot to the older stuff. Oh, see, that's the thing is I went from beginning to end. I wanted to do it that I way. went from the end. I, I went from new to old. And I, I was like, doing that. fucking Christ. Like, it. I okay. was so fucking just like beat down so that means, by the time okay. i got to the first two albums like i could tell i probably would like that better but i was so beat down by it, i was like fuck this so like, you and i had the opposite so there's journey. probably like more actually i think more of my stuff's kind of from the middle of the road most of my stuff's from like threshold and chapter five unbent unboat unbroken okay hmm um i think i might have I had some stuff from Crimson Thunder too. Oddly enough, that's when I was downloading them too. Hmm. And I might have listened to them. Is that the one with Hearts <clears throat> on Fire on it? I think Crimson Thunder has Hearts on Fire. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So. But I might have listened to those songs and maybe that's why they made my list was because they were familiar. Right, yeah. Okay, that makes sense. You know what I mean? But that one actually isn't that bad yeah no for sure you that, know what i mean like that kind of made me want to go back and listen to legacy of i'm telling Kings, you the the, the, like the remastered albums. version yeah and see like if i don't mind because he also sounded a little more aggressive vocally right well and he also sounded younger which you know for that kind that style of vocals it's advantageous to say uh, the least massively advantageous yeah. i mean there's no way anybody when they're older singing that style can fucking hang with their younger version. No. You know, you might get better at actually singing, but as far as the way your voice sounds, you'll never be able to compare to when you're, you know, maybe not when you first started, but when you're the younger version of you will always win. Imagine hitting that sweet spot when your voice is still prime enough that you can take full advantage of the technique you've learned. Over oh, time, dude, there's a, there is a definite sweet spot yeah. and there's a definite peak for every singer that's ever walked the earth. And that's the bummer about being a fucking singer yeah is at some point man it more so than guitar players and drummers it ends a lot quicker Mm -hmm. you know for you and that just that's just the way nature is man it sucks god bless to the guys that can still hold on halford is awesome doug from king's x is in his but even listen to the new priest album then listen go listen to fucking like ram it down or go listen to fucking you know like even fucking shit like screaming for vengeance and stuff like it's not quite this i mean it's close yeah Yeah. he's he's incredible for being he's just a freak of nature he's kind of an exception (laughs) to the rule oh yeah dude exactly like you know those guys that can still fucking sound the same like relatively the same you know because again no one does but the guys that can remain close you know they're definitely anomaly. Yeah, you know? Dio was good up until the end, right? And he was seventy when he tapped out. I think so. Um, and then uh, you know, I wouldn't say any. Most people don't go this bad, but unfortunately, then there's like Ozzy, you know. But I mean, there's a lot of other stuff going into that as well. Hope he, you know, gets better soon. He had a couple health scares recently, but it's a roll of the dice. I had a whole other tangent I wanted to go down. Then I was just like, oh yeah, we still got five more songs we got to talk about. So on that note, I will just say rest in peace, Johnny Cash. That'll be for another time. So you want to shoot your number five? Uh, yeah, BYH. I saw that one. Which what actually stands for bang your head. Oh, okay. Which, there, I was looking that up. Now that we're talking about fucking yours is, ours is. Yeah. <laughs> <coughs> but yeah, I mean, it's your standard metal anthem. It's got the, it's got the fucking chanty. Quiet Riot definitely did it better. But, mm-hmm. but yeah, I mean... I guess this is one of the newer albums. Now I think about it, I'll play it real quick so you can hear it. Yeah. Um, I remember listening to it. I don't remember which one it is, dude. That doesn't get any more eighties. It's just a love song to eighties 
heavy metal. So it thinking. literally sounds like, uh, I mean, seriously, when that first opening riff, you either think Randy Rhodes or you think Dio. Yeah. You know, like it's it's a straight up fucking hair metal fucking, I mean, heavier side of hair metal riff. You know, or you could even see Motley Crue doing that song. That's the, but he even that's talks about I like I, about. I mean right off the bat he's like in 1981. That's what I was trying when, to figure when out when metal struck the world or something yeah, like that. Yeah, like, he was referencing specifically. Otherwise, it was oh, a general statement. Yeah, that's like fucking shout at the devil. You know, fucking was that metal Blizzard right of Oz there. too? Yeah, Blizzard of Oz okay, is 81. So like there you go. You know, I I believe uh, Back in Black is close to 81, if not 81 exactly. The you other know, thing that strikes me about that song is like the the riff, and then like what the drums actually do. Always it caught me off guard. Like, oh, I didn't see that go in there, but I'm glad it did. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, right, it worked out. But yeah, that's off one of the newer uh, albums because that one's off Infected. And that's 2011. I think that was the one that uh, it might or might not be the one that Frederick Nordstrom came back for. Because they got another one coming out this year, so their most recent one's from 2016. Or something. I almost picked an instrumental, but I thought, you know what? No, it's not. Technically, by definition, an instrumental is not a song. Yeah. And so I won't pick an instrumental. Fair enough. But if you had to listen to an instrumental by these guys, something for the ages isn't too bad. So I guess that there's another honorable mention. What's your number five? So my number five has a excellently power metal name in the form of At the End of the Rainbow. Which yeah, Jason almost just spat his Dude, coffee out. If they would only called it somewhere at the end of the rainbow, that yeah. would have been pretty great. And, I, and just in general, just like that evokes a lot of things. And then I realized, oh, they're probably talking about like Valhalla, right? Isn't that the thing? Is Valhalla is at the end of a rainbow or something? Is it? I think. I don't know. I'm just going by um, Thor, right? Isn't the rainbow bridge or whatever? Well, true. Yeah. Also off the second album, Legacy of Kings, there's going to be a pattern with all this stuff. So let me play it real quick and see why I, I said this. No, just that it's that it's what you said the driving it's fucking aspect. fist pump metal. Yeah, exactly. And, and it's there's certain You can really pump your fist pretty easily to this band. Yeah. In fact, you can to most power metal, but that specific like when they got on the groove, that's when I started to like pick up on it. In a fact, if more. I was at a Hammerfall concert, that's what I would want to see. I would want to see two huge hammers on either side of the fucking stage, dudes in fucking knights armor on the mm-hmm. fucking stage and some type of like ooh, I got it. Northern Lights like going ooh. behind them on the fucking like, backdrop. like actual lights too like the yeah. uh, like they kind of ooh like a, like a northern lights backdrop or something yeah. but then like i just want to see a sea of fucking people pumping their fucking fist yeah. that to me would be fucking fun this yeah. this band to me seeing this a band like this live would be more about having fun yeah no absolutely i could see this being a concert that you would go to and just be like you know fuck that was fun as fuck I didn't really like the music that much, but it was very fun because that's the other thing. Once they chant the chorus one time, you can literally chant it the next time. That is true. They're that easy to figure out. Like, yeah. you know, and it would just be like, all right, cool. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's like when I went and saw fucking Loverboy. Nice. I'm not a big fan of Loverboy, but I've heard their songs a thousand times. I could fucking sing every goddamn word of it. And it was a fun fucking concert, you know, Loverboy and Journey. Yeah, there you go. You know, and it was fun. I, I'd never been to a concert like that. I'd only ever gone to like, you know, heavy metal concerts. So right. that was pretty cool. I didn't know Loverboy's one word. How about that? Huh. They're a weird band. <laughs> uh, number four. Fury of the Wild. Right. That's That sounds like a... Um, this one thing. is off of chapter five, unbent, unbowed. Oh yeah, that is a that is a that's the Game of Thrones full yeah, on album. Yeah. Okay, yeah, there you go. So what is this about wildlings? Hold on, let's check must this be, one right? out. Okay, so Fury of the Wild. It's there's like a cool little harmony piece right before 
the solo, which was nice. The solo for them is actually kind of bad. I They've had tons of other solos that are better than this. Um, so it's definitely not that. But like BYH, it has that same driving Dio, Vivian Campbell style riff. Honestly, like we just said it while we were listening to it, man. I mean, I really feel like a lot of this stuff, I mean, if they had the fucking dude from Dark Tranquility or, or so, you know, fucking Tomas, you know, from At The Gates, like singing on this stuff, mm-hmm. I probably would like it better. You know what else I'm thinking as we go by? Because I, I notice we're letting up a little as we go on. You think well, we would have, you think we would enjoy this more if we had more time with it? Well, here's the problem, though. My problem was never like, because we're looking at this in a vacuum. Mm-hmm. We're looking at fucking like, we're listening to like the five songs that we fucking picked. Right. My problem isn't what the songs are doing. It's the fact that like, they're all the fucking same. That is true. You know what I mean? Like, if I have to listen to that Fury of the Wild riff 18 fucking times, dude, their catalog is huge. Yeah. And again, it's not like they're playing the same notes. I fucking, I'm not it's a figure speech everything sounds the same they're very very samey and i i'll i'll be the first to admit it when we hear it you know when we do a fucking death metal band and i think everything sounds the same i'll fucking tell you there's a lot of stuff like that too oh yeah you know there's a lot of hardcore bands that sound the same there's a lot of punk bands that sound the same this they've got a huge catalog so i mean you have a lot to choose from also you could make the argument that there's a fine line if you don't necessarily like it that much it all sounds the same. If you do like it, they're consistent. Yeah, there you go, right? <laughs> Motorhead. Yeah, because they're very consistent. There are things that I do like about this fucking band. It's just, I just, on the on the whole, I don't like this band. They're not for me. There's other power metal stuff that is for me, and that's I'm fine with that. But yeah, listening to these songs one by one, I haven't been listening to it all day. It is more appealing. Right. I definitely think that. Who knows? Maybe if we did give it more time, maybe there is some credence in that too. Like maybe if we had more time with it, maybe we would enjoy it a little bit more. I don't know if I'd enjoy it more, but I would definitely be able to talk a little bit more about like the subtleties and like the nuances of their stuff. I also probably would have been, it probably would have been easier to pick a top five because even bands that sound the same, where all their stuff sounds the same, there are, dude, ACDC, like, I have a top five ACDC songs mm-hmm. and there's probably not much of a fucking more samey band than that, you know, or obituary or, you know, whatever. Hey, breed. Hey, breed. I, I have favorite songs it's because I've listened to them a lot. So you get all those subtleties, you get all the nuances and stuff. And that definitely, I think picking the top five would have been easier if I had more time with the band. But the fact that I can't just throw these this stuff in a playlist and listen to it all day and into the night, like I did with Soil Work, mm-hmm. that makes a big difference. I right. can't listen to this band that long, dude. No. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they don't have enough different sounding stuff to be able to do that. Uh, you're number, number four. four. So this is also off the second album, Legacy of Kings, and this one is Let the Hammer Fall. Let's take a quick listen. So I guess the reason I like that is because it's again it's another very drivey mid paced kind of <laughs> head bobber, you know, fist pumper, dude. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and then we we appreciated the key changes in the chorus. Yeah, they had quite a few changes, and I, I mean, I'm not saying none of their stuff changes. I mean, it's just that that one had quite a bit, and same same beat through the whole thing, but they had a few different a few of the different riff styles and stuff. Um, not horrible, but. Yeah. Again, average. Uh, you know, yeah, exactly. It's a it, it's a get it, get the job done, competent 
metal song. Yeah, it's almost like if you looked up fucking metal song, like metal song in, in, the, in the fucking in the dictionary? dictionary, you would have like that song. Like <laughs> that's weird, but that's yeah. that's how a lot of their stuff is. It's like I said, it's the cliche stuff, and that's fine. Like I will say this: every once in a while, they do have like a really nice solo in there somewhere, but it's not. Again, it's. It's like a lot of the fucking 80s stuff, man. Not every fucking guitar player was Paul Gilbert. Not every guitar player was George Lynch. I mean, you did have Mick Mars in there. You did have your C.C. DeVille's in there where it was kind of like, eh. You know, the solo's not that great. Or you had like your fucking dudes from Trickster and fucking the guys from Steelheart. And you had these different, like, where it was just kind of like these average bands. You know, I mean, you know, and they were just kind of keeping the genre alive. What's that movie, The Decline of Western Civilization Part 2? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that, that. I used to love that fucking movie, dude. I used to love that soundtrack. Yeah, dude. um, What's his face? Thin Lizzy cover of fucking Born to be Wild live. Yeah, Chris Holmes drunk in his mom's pool. Yeah, dude. Yeah. He was hammered. (laughs) Yeah, dude. And then uh, what's his face? Oh, just Megadeth's whole thing. Well, even like Dave Mustaine (laughs) talking about like, it's not the size of your pencil. It's how you write your name. Yeah. And like my buddy is just like, Dave Mustaine is a little dick. Yep. (laughs) Smoking the cigarette. Calm down. With the aviators on singing the song. (laughs) Dude. Oh, I love it. Love that fucking movie. I gotta watch the other two one day. And then she went on to do Black Sheep and Wayne's World. Uh number three. So this is one off of early stuff. Their namesake, dude, Hammerfall. Nice. <laughs> From Glory to the Brave. Oh, their first one. Okay. Yeah, I just figured fuck. I mean, it's like Iron Maiden doing a song called Iron Maiden. You know what I mean? Like if you're gonna fucking have enough sack to fucking do mm-hmm. a song with your fucking band about your band name, like so we'll give this a listen. I'll tell you what I'm digging on it. Right. Dude, Hammerfall, we will prevail. Like Good times. Dude, it's a song about your fucking band. Mm-hmm. You have to have that in your fucking list. Yeah. If if your band does one. It's definitely one of their most aggressive songs. Well, not... No. It's one of their aggressive tunes. Yeah, you know it's that. aggressiver than most of you know than a lot of their other stuff. It's on that um, end. I do like a lot of the fucking like solo harmony stuff. Like they have this little fucking guitar. It's like really back in the mix though. Ever since you said that, because I didn't look up to see who was writing and all that stuff. But ever since you said that, I mean, I did kind of understand what you were talking about when you said like the earlier stuff, man. A lot of it's written by Jesper. It is a lot like he wants to do a different style. Then in flames, have the cake and eat it too. Yeah, but yeah. at the same time, he wants to put a little bit of this going on because he's like, "Oh, hey, you know, like my other band's doing this thing, and mm-hmm. I can do this thing." So and you then, do, you, you know, do hear a little bit of it in there, and and, yeah. and then obviously, like, yeah, I mean, vocally, he's just a little, you know, he's younger. Yeah. Bottom line, he's younger, and he just sounds a little fucking more aggro, I guess. Not, again, not much. No, no, <laughs> you no, know, yeah. not not a whole lot. But nah. number. four three my number three is the title track off the album renegade their third album and it's for just about everything else cheese dick dude is this the one with the fucking motorcycle intro one with the motorcycle intro dude so okay so i'm just picturing lorenzo Lamas on his fucking motorcycle dude with his fucking flowing locks yeah it's judas priest yeah that's why i like it (laughs) it's got a fucking motorcycle okay so I, i they recorded this in tennessee nashville tennessee 2000, what year? 2000. April to June 2000. And then the Harley sound is credited to the Promise Breakers Motorcycle Club in Nashville. So they came, and the, the, the producer is a name producer, Michael Wagoner, who worked on Alice Cooper, Accept, King's X, Great White, 
Motley Crue, Mixing. He's got a lot of mixing credits to his name. Skid Row. He did all the classic Skid Row albums. White Lion. Like, like he was that guy, you know? Yeah. There was... Huh. Yeah. So, like, it's got a vibe to it. I, I want to watch the music video now that I know there's a music video. It's got to be all sorts of... Dude, those We Hate Movies guys pitched an idea for a, a Renegade reboot mm. with Jason Momoa. Oh, I mean, if dude. anybody's ever seen Renegade, like, ask your grandma about Renegade. Yeah. I'm pretty sure she watched it. Like Shot here in San Diego. But, um... Yeah, that's. I mean, you you listen to that song, and it reminds me of that dude. With it's just the motorcycle thing, and obviously the fucking name Renegade. Again, can you get more cliche with a name called Renegade? We got to have a motorcycle fucking thing. Like it's you know whatever, man. It's fine, but yeah, it definitely does have some Judas Priestish. But you know what, dude? Like I said, that's the reason why I love Primal Fear so much. So mm-hmm. you know, you know, power metal in general as as a genre. I noticed this guy's pronunciation's kind of weird too. Maybe that's what's kind of throwing me off. In in like when he sings, like there's little little nuances of of Swedish overcorrection kind of. Oh yeah. The words. Oh yeah. You if you listen to this band, you can tell they're not from. You know, you, you can tell they're not from the United States. Right. It's not overt, but it's there. Yep. <laughs> you know. Stated quite well. Uh, <laughs> even his ab- even his accent is average. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> middle it. middle ground metal yep uh, uh number two <laughs> new breed new breed which one's that off of um this is one of the new ones i thought i think it's off built to last okay um let's see i'll play it oh, right that is now. the newest one yeah dude new breed old breed we are all the same breed heavy metal Running through our veins. It's like the heavy metal song from the movie, Heavy Metal. It's Well, yeah, it's like a fucking heavy metal fucking war song almost. Oh, so I'm talking about living to be free and fucking like all this shit. And it even says there's a part like from swords to guns, we're fighting to be free or some shit like that. Like it's fun. To me, it's like, to me, it's like just the epitome of fucking power metal, dude. Oh, like, yeah. It's the cliche, but I do like the fucking opening riff, man. It does have a little bit of the except balls to the wall, like bite in the fucking mid range of the guitar. It's got the flange on it, which is always fucking cool. I I'll always like that effect, unless your whole fucking riff is soaked in it. But what is your number two? My number two is Patient Zero from the album Infected. Right off the bat, you could tell they were trying to experiment a little more, and their uh, the cover of this album is extremely cheap, and I appreciate that. It's literally just a hand all zombified. Yeah, I thought all. that was weird. When you're looking, if you were a kid and you had like all the Hammerfall posters, dude, and then this album comes out and you're just like, what a fucking letdown. Yeah. I like you know it. what I mean? Like, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, whatever. Yeah. You can tell they go, they're going for a zombie. You can tell this was their quote unquote huh. experimental record. Huh? Yeah. They're like, well, what's popular right now? Well, Walking Dead's really popular. Yeah. So yeah, pretty much the Let's whole hear. zombie thing right around that time was that 2011, right? So yeah. like, yeah, the whole zombie thing was like full board by that. Yeah. It's dirtier. It's groovier. It's, it's definitely like the guitars sound heavier. It's the least hammer fall sounding material. That's why I like <laughs> that's it. That's true. He's singing about zombies. They're not singing about medieval. Yeah, that's cultures. true. Someone was watching Walking Dead. Dude. Oh yeah, dude. And I could. I, I, if you're a Hammerfall fan, please let me know if that's considered like the Cardinal Sin album. That's their Cold Lake. That's their whatever. You know <laughs> yeah, what I mean? Because huh? that so far, I mean, aside from obviously the more Jesper influenced stuff, that's my favorite thing right there. That's. That's just fun. I like how cheap the album artwork looks. I like how just yeah, that's fucking yeah. I want to know if that's, that's the anomaly in their in their 
canon. Yeah, like that's the album everybody, every Hammerfall fan hates. Like it's something different. Yeah, they're like, what the fuck? <laughs> oh man! But it's there's like, albums like that. Like, yeah, like a lot of bands have that. Like you know, yeah. because they did try something else, and and you know, it's you just kind of alienated your core fans. It, it happens sometimes, and then a lot of times, man, you just go back to what you did before. Some ba- some bands double down and then they mm. just end up fucking kind of falling by the wayside. Yeah, but I mean a lot of bands just go back to okay, you know they might put out a thing or you know back in the day you'd get in the magazines like oh you know like we decided to experiment with a thing and uh, you know obviously uh, didn't work we got it out of our system we're gonna go back to what we do which is actually what I thought Machine Head was gonna do but then they broke up so yeah I'm like what uh, yeah. well I don't know Did they they're break not, up they're not broken up it's There's basically two dudes left right yeah it's it's the Rob it, they're going full on it's the Rob Flynn's you know band now you know what I mean like they're not even beating around the bush about it they're just gonna get hired guns but he, well is he still calling it Machine Head yeah but oh. I mean like it's it, it's a lot more transparent this as was, what, what it is. Dave and Dave and Phil left yep and they said that's exactly but what Adam is Adam hasn't been there for a while I guess no it's some guy named Jared yeah, it's the weird. writing was kind of on the wall. If if everybody's happy, that's cool. Yeah. Um. So you know, speaking of Kiss, you know what else that kind of reminded me of is that Revenge album they did twenty something oh, yeah. years ago. A very pacey, groovy, the very denim and leather aesthetic. You know what I mean? Yeah, for Again, sure. Probably why I like it. It's not like it's not like their typical stuff. Are we at that point? Number one. Oh yeah, we are. Bring the hammer down. Okay. Isn't that the same as saying let the hammer fall? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> oh, oh man. Hey. I feel like let the hammer fall is a little more passive than bring it down. That hey, seems a little how's, more how's the hammer hanging? Yeah. They're they're into it, dude. Like they're all about the fucking hammer. But oh, uh, I'll play this real quick. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So there's a few reasons I picked this one. One was the chorus. It's got this like lower register vocal that almost reminds me of like Generation Clash from the Accept. Yeah. Where they're like, bring the hammer down, yeah. slam it to the ground. Great. Which Great is, lyrics. again, lyrics are just ridiculous. <laughs> but but then it also has like, it has I mean, as far as the stuff I listen to with the limited amount of time, I mean, I had one of my, I thought one of the better guitar solos. Right. In particular, like at the start of it. And then like that cool little fucking like harmony Swedishism thing that they did, you know. Which I I will say this. I mean, again, they're not harmony laden band by any means, but they do yeah. have like their moments. Absolutely, they are still a fucking man. I'm not saying it's a fucking Swedish thing because Iron Maiden's not from fucking Sweden. No, neither is Judas Priest. It's it's just the way that it's almost like the Swedish metal adopted it so hard. Yeah, no, that that, that was you know what I mean. That it's like it's almost more of a fucking Swedish style than it is Iron Maiden and Judas Priest style. Yeah, well, especially the way or they Thin do Lizzy. it. You know, yeah. Like, well, definitely the way that they do it. Like, yeah. that's for sure. Yeah. And then every American metalcore band, not everyone, but a lot of them. And then a, a wave of German bands influenced by the American bands. Well, yeah. And they were so, they were, they were all so influenced by the Swedish thing. And mm-hmm. the, you know, the sweet, the Swedish, like the guys that really brought it to prominence were the ones that wanted to be the heavy Iron Maiden or, yep. you know, Slayer. Like, yep. Slayer's another one. I mean, they, they were very harmony laden and they wanted, they got out of theirs from Judas Priest. Yeah. You know what I mean? Again, everything comes from Maiden and Priest, but like Slayer did theirs different. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it wasn't as like, it's almost not as anthemy. It's more for like, it's like horror laced. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where like, yeah, it's more sinister. The way that Trevor from Black Dahlia puts it is the uh, Seinfeld shirt riffs, like the poofy, the poofy shirts from. Oh yeah. 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 It's kind of like that. I mean, for sure. You know, and so it's like, 
you know, you do have different styles of even like the harmony stuff. And I mean, these guys do throw it in there. It's, it's not, I mean, almost any band with two guitars, if you don't have that in there, it's almost like, why do you have the other guitar player? Dude. Yeah. I was having you know that I mean? same discussion with somebody else thinking about the wave of, uh, thrash bands the original not not slayer because slayer actually uses it but but yeah, metallica, metallica doesn't use them much anthrax well metallica doesn't but they do them in a totally different way like yeah. and they they mixed it back like big time like you can hardly hear like you can barely hear the other fucking harmony guitar right so they're it's not as prominent but yeah testament i don't remember testament using it hardly ever exodus right. never fucking it did. was like they just had the extra guitar in there so they could have a rhythm backing up for the for solos. the solos yeah, yeah. you know which and I didn't think I about get that until later in life. That's fine. Yeah. You know, I understand that too. But, well, that's what I always thought it was. But that was before I figured out what the fuck harmonies were. Yeah, no, exactly. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. once I figured out what harmonies were, I was like, oh. Yeah, why are we you used, up here? <laughs> well, we used to trip out when we'd be fucking trying to play something like South of Heaven. And I'm like, fucking. Dun, 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 and I'm like, yeah. how come it doesn't sound, sound right? the same? Yeah. Or like Mandatory Suicide, you know, fucking. It down down now down now like it's like the like that sounds cool yeah but how come the like how come that doesn't sound right how come that doesn't sound right I'm playing it exactly how it is in the magazine right and like we would notice like the other part you know like with that with the other like while you're playing that oh would they have it side by side yeah well they'd have it down the bottom and we were always like well what the fuck like but we only had like. Well, usually it was just me and my guitar player that were like practicing. So like, I was on bass and he was on guitar. So we didn't have our other guitar player there. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, we never learned that those two things need to be played at the exact same time together to make the harmony, or at least we never bothered to try it. Right. You know what I mean? And yeah. so all of that stuff, like all the Slayer stuff never sounded right, but the Metallica stuff always sounded right. The Testament stuff that mm-hmm. I did learn sounded correct. The Exodus stuff that I learned sounded fine. But yep, yep. Uh, number one for you. My number one, the first song off the first album. Oh shit! Talk about patient zero. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so you know, there's a lot of stereotypes that we've been discussing about what power metal is, and I don't think it gets too far off from that. With uh, the dragon lies bleeding. <laughs> Let's give a listen really quick here, shall we? Off the uh, remastered version. Yeah. So I like that song because it's in flames. Yeah, pretty much. You know it's- what I mean? <laughs> That's it's like Jesper all over. Weaker right vocals, weaker drum beat, but it's mm-hmm. essentially the majority of it, guitar wise, is an in flames, an old in flames song, mm-hmm. down to the fucking harmony part in the middle. Yep. Like, but man, that opening fucking. Oh, it sounded like a dude who's. I mean, it's, I mean, it's his first album. He didn't have. I mean, I don't know if he was. Obviously, he was in bands before this, but. He just, it just didn't sound like a guy that is quite good at what he does or what he wants to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like he seemed a little bit, you know, above his pay grade on the, or below his pay grade or above his pay grade. What he was doing was above his pay grade. Um, a little bit. Not, he's not the only fucking singer to do that. I mean, Ozzy's yeah. fucking, listen to the fucking, the song Black Sabbath. What he, yeah. is like he sounds fucking hammered. Listen to the fucking song. <laughs> I love that. <clears throat> listen to listen to the uh the first line of vocals in uh Voodoo by fucking Godsmack. He sounds fucking hammered. Like yeah. you know, like it's <laughs> you know I'm not the one who's so far away. Like he sounds uh, fucked up. Like yeah. in that you know and <laughs> You know they made a voodoo part two. Did you ever hear that? 
No, I don't me, listen to Godsmack. Me neither. I mean, I had the first couple albums because I was, you know, fourteen when they. Came I listened out, to I listened to the first album, and then I actually did like that song from Scorpion King. I stand alone. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. still don't mind it. Like, I mean, if it's on, but you know, they're just like to me. It's just almost like they're the fucking biggest rip off band ever. They and they're not the first band to take a fucking band name from a song name from a band that they like, but yeah. that's awesome. But let's, you know, let's go a little bit further and we'll take some of the artwork as well. Yeah. We'll make sure. similar artwork. And then it's like, Oh, Metallica sounds like this. Let's sound like that too. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, Jesus Christ. Like it's almost like a band who didn't have their own identity. So they took from Alice in Chains and Metallica, which are two of the biggest fucking played bands on the radio mm-hmm. it still blows my mind that right now i could turn on rock 105.3 or literally any clear channel fucking station you can still fucking hear an allison chain song like dude yep. there's new shit yep nothing against allison chains there's even new allison chains that you could mm-hmm. be playing but no i gotta fucking listen to rooster every fucking half hour mm-hmm. like fuck, for fuck's sakes man yep. Anyway, I don't know what God is on Godsmack, but because whatever. Because it's been that kind of episode. I'm sure, though. <laughs> For the record, I think this was a fun-ass episode, man. Maybe, maybe there's something to be learned from that. Probably because of this episode, I don't think I hate them as much as I did before. No, that's what I think as we went along. You know? We were like, well, there's this and this. There's things to like, for sure. It's not something I would ever listen to again intentionally, I don't think. Um, it's something I could put in if I was in a power metal mood. Like, I feel like I could take at least the first two albums and put them in like a big album dump, mm-hmm. especially if there's enough other stuff that it's like, you know, it would come up. I mean, it's not like it's going to play four in a row. Yeah. You know sure. what I mean? Like it would come up and I wouldn't fucking hate it. Like if you were throwing it, throwing it in a mix, it could be a good power metal filler. For yeah. me, for like a playlist, it could be a good play- playlist filler for mm-hmm. sure. Some material more than others is, is something I found appeals to me. You know what I mean? And that's saying something. It's like it's like I like this version of the song that sounds exactly the same better than this one. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. You you have to listen to it a lot before it doesn't all sound the same because it's so nuanced and so subtle. Almost anything you listen to. I mean, when Christina Aguilera and Britney Spears and whoever else, like, oh, there was that crop of fucking, like, female fucking singers. like Andy Moore, Jessica Simpson. Yeah, they, like, to me, because I didn't hear it ever, to me, they all sounded the same. You know, now that I've listened to, like, more Christina Aguilera and I've seen her on, like, the, the fucking, uh, the show, The Voice. Yeah. Heard plenty of Britney Spears. My girlfriend loves Britney Spears. I've heard pink songs on the radio now i can tell i, I don't think I've, i still don't think i've actually heard a jessica simpson song but you know yeah i can tell them apart but at the time when they thought uh, when they all came out i couldn't tell any of them apart it's because i didn't ever fucking listen to it there's very few fucking things you know that are so distinct that you can they stand out that much especially when sh- shit's genreed up so it is hard yeah you know absolutely. and it's like yeah i mean when you have these power metal bands where they have this one thing that kind of fucking makes them stand out, when you listen to the rest of the genre, you know, the stuff that's actually holding it down, you know what I mean? The stuff that's actually the meat of the genre, you know, you're not just checking out the frosting. That's weird. Frosting on meat. I like it. I'm, I mean, as I'm much as I love, it. as much as I have a sweet tooth and I love some meat, I'm not putting frosting on my fucking meat. <laughs> that sounds meat. like a challenge, Everybody man. fucking chill. No, no fucking challenge. <laughs> this isn't a hashtag challenge. I'm not doing it. Although if you meat. guys want to do it, go for it. Get yeah. on YouTube, fucking frosting let us, on let meat. Let us know. You the meat and frosting challenge. All right, there we go. But <laughs> that's the thing. Oh, that's wow. the thing. Like, I mean, 
when you're looking at the meat of a fucking genre, that to me, that's it's hard to tell it apart if you don't listen to it. Yeah, especially if you're just getting into it. I, yeah. You know, I, you know, I, so know I think if we listen to them, I don't know if I'd enjoy it more, but I yeah. definitely, like I said, I pro- I would have had an easier time picking a top five for mm-hmm. sure. I will say, so there's obviously, like we said, a place for Hammerfall and respect in the world, or all the respect in the world too, mm-hmm. dude. They seem to have their loyal fan base and they, they fill the niche they, uh, they fill. So good on them. Oh yeah, so their top five songs on Spotify is right. "Hearts on Fire." Yeah, like twenty three, like almost twenty four million plays. Yeah, "Last Man Standing." Yeah, eighteen mil. And then "Glory to the Brave," "Hammer High," and and "Any Means Necessary." And they're all like, mm. I mean, they got quite a few. I mean, for metal stuff, they got quite a few plays. I mean, a lot of the stuff I listen to doesn't even have a million plays. No, same. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like eighteen thousand monthly listeners they, they yeah i mean so yeah they're very very popular and it's like fuck yeah. yeah that's our episode on hammerfall i'm not sure what the fuck happened uh we just didn't record an ending we just kept talking about random shit soundcloud fucking production stuff so hope you enjoyed that that was fun that was a really fun episode. Like I think we just said that in the episode, so they probably just heard us say that. Yeah, we're 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 doubling. <laughs> but I think down the on original. The I think the original episode, the original file he gave me was two and a half hours long. Sounds right. Like that's fucking crazy off a of hammerfall, a band that neither one of us even really likes. So maybe there's something to that. Fucking a man. Like yeah. follow us on all social media. Like, rate, and review. Subscribe. You know, give us a share every once in a while, or just drop a DM, say hey. Say hi to us. Let everybody know. Let everybody know. That's the medalist. Later. Bye-bye.